to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Talk FX. This is Caitlin speaking, and I'm joined today by Michelle, who you heard from on the previous episode. Hi, Michelle. Welcome. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you. Today, we wanted to get into it and share a little bit about our experiences um, and how Fragile X came to be a part of our lives. So um, thank you for being here uh, and listening. We're excited to be able to connect with you guys. So, Michelle, can you start off by telling us a little bit about how you came to know about Fragile X? Yes. Um, I actually had no knowledge. In fact, I had never heard about Fragile X um, until Nathan was about uh, three and a half. Um before we learned of Fragile X, he was actually diagnosed with autism, and he was two and a half years old at that time. We love, love, love his pediatrician, still have the same pediatri- pediatrician to this day, and he's now 11. Um, and the pediatrician was, you know, because Nate was not meeting his milestones at his annual doctor's appointments. Um, yeah. So we got the referral to go see a pediatric neurologist and um, the, the neurologist basically didn't know what to diagnose him with because Nathan had some eye contact and kind of social. Um, so it didn't really fall under the normal um diagnoses the the symptoms of autism but there were some there were definitely some um so he said this was when he was two and a half you said yeah he was two and a half and the doctor basically said uh there is definitely something going on he definitely has autistic characteristics and unless we do genetic testing, there's really no way to be sure. Um, but I do feel that he is autistic. And so he had that diagnosis. He referred us to another doctor um, because he wanted to do maybe a Fragile X test. Mm-hmm. And when we went to see the second doctor, um, that doc, the second doctor didn't think he had autism and gave us kind of the impression that Nate would someday talk because he was nonverbal. Um, he'll talk someday. A lot of kids grow out of it. Uh, you know, this is pretty typical of kids and, you know, Nate's two and a half, but there were no words, just sounds. 
and he did some stimming, some flapping of his hands and was very, very, um, his eyes would focus on things that spun, um, objects and he would kind of put them near his face and, and twist them, you know, uh, so this doctor was thinking, you know, he's with early intervention, he's going to grow out of this and he'll be fine. But if you want to stop at the lab on the way out, go ahead, get your, get the blood work done. You can do your fragile X test. And so we did, we went to the lab and, um, went home two weeks later, I get a call from the lab and letting me know that, um, these, these genetic tests, they usually run about $2,500. And do I want to continue forward since insurance won't cover it? And I thought to myself, you know, everything played back in my mind of this neurologist that the second doctor we talked to, like, boy, this is a really expensive gamble where he feels like my son's going to be fine. We're going to get through this. So we declined. We decided not to do the genetic test. And yes. um, another year goes by. We're still not meeting milestones. And he is receiving services through birth to three. So we are getting early intervention, which was awesome. But um, it wasn't until he was three and a half when I became pregnant again. And I lost a baby. And then the second pregnancy um the doctor that first diagnosed him with autism saw us and was a little concerned. And he again encouraged us to do the genetic test. So through our pediatrician who wrote a letter to our insurance company requesting them pay for this genetic test, we got it done and it came back positive. And I said, like most people say fragile, what? <laughs> so devastating devastating. I still remember the day. Um, I was in the kitchen, the pediatrician called me, told me the results and I couldn't speak, just dropped to the floor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Google became my friend and I learned everything I could about fragile X and, uh, hard to swallow, but neither. yeah. So what about you? How did you learn about fragile x um my story is similar to yours um i've got two boys my oldest is now eight um full mutation and then my youngest is six full mutation as well um and my oldest when he you know with his infant milestones he really um was only delayed by a couple of months so that was never really a concern until he was a toddler um around age two and, and then he kind of had some delayed speech and um, that's when his pediatrician was starting to become concerned, but um, it was kind of more of a, Oh, he'll catch up. Let's just get him into early intervention. Nothing's wrong. It was just uh, he's behind. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, he's getting closer to age three and four and we started noticing more like behavioral quirks with, you know, the, the flapping and kind of the head shaking and mm -hmm. making lots of fun little quirky noises and things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
just as a mom, I kind of had this gut instinct, like, I feel like something else might be going on here. Um, he just seems different, you know, and being first time parents, um, it's not like we really had anything else to compare it to either. Um, but, um, yeah, I just mentioned these things to my pediatrician. She went ahead and recommended me to a developmental pediatrician and, I remember going in there, like, armed with, like, videos of him um, that I had recorded of having these little, you know, episodes, and I wanted to show them and what's going on, get answers. Um, but, you That's know. That's smart. It, That's really yeah. smart that you did that. Um, it's funny because I didn't even end up showing them the videos because they took one look at them and were like, yeah, yeah, we we see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they did a autism uh testing on him and we got that confirmed they diagnosed him with autism and then um we did some well they ordered routine genetic testing they said um i remember the pediatrician telling me specifically like i don't think he has fragile x but we're gonna do it just in case um and then you know we waited a few weeks and sat with the autism diagnosis for a little bit um and I feel like we were a little relieved to get the autism diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But then when we got the Fragile X diagnosis a few weeks later, um, I just remember, like, it was just such heavy news. Um, we were kind of shocked and confused. Um, and, of course, we had our other son, who was 18 months old at the time. So when we learned that Fragile X was a genetic you know, condition, we knew that, well, our other son is going to have to be tested as well. Um, so yeah, it kind of blew our minds. Um, I just remember feeling very, um, well, I feel like my first response was like, just wanting to know what it was, like how severe it's going to affect him. Like, this driving need to know like what to expect in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember asking our pediatrician in the office, like, well, like, can you give me some sort of like idea of like how this is going to affect him? Like, will he drive? Will he, you know, yeah. and of course he couldn't give me any like definitives, but I just was trying desperately to get some picture in my mind of like what this is. Cause I had never heard of it before. Right. Um, he referred us to a genetic counselor who sat down with us and um, explained, you know, that I should get tested and anybody else in my family. And I actually had two sisters at the time who were also pregnant with um, their first child. So I had to break the news to them that they need to go ahead and get tested and then possibly their newborn babies, um, which, you know, they were so, um, kind of in the in the throes of bliss of you know being pregnant with their first child and I kind of had to break that news to them I felt kind of horrible sorry I'm just the messenger (laughs) right um so yeah uh it kind of exploded back into my family tree Uh, I'm a carrier my mother's a carrier I have three sisters who have the full mutation and then also another nephew with the full mutation um so yeah did you um talk to your family about fragile x and did anybody else in your tree 
get tested, Michelle? Yeah, so you know what's interesting about that? Sorry. <laughs> of course, <laughs> when we start a podcast, we're going to get texted, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So, um, <sighs> yes, so right away, I jumped in both feet when I learned about Fragile X, and um, I, I just Googled it. And, of course, the National Fragile X Foundation uh, comes up. Um, incredible site, a website that everything you want to know about Fragile X is right there at your fingertips. So FragileX.org is where you want to go if you want to know about Fragile X. So I went there and the first, the first word, of course, that pops out is mentally retarded or mental retardation, which I don't know about you, but when you hear that, like, all your memories of that, anything associated with that, even going back into your childhood was negative, right? Yeah. So it's how and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw that I'm and of course I start bawling. And yeah. um I think differently now, but we're talking about when we first learned about it and then telling family yeah. about it. So my dad had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. And, um, it was kind of a rapid decline. And as I was reading about Fragile X, um, I learned that many, many carriers, uh, moms had dads who were carriers and uh, many of those fathers, uh, had, were diagnosed with Parkinson's. And then as I kept reading, I learned that it's, Actually, in male carriers that are older, maybe older than 60, that start developing Parkinsonian-type symptoms. And it's actually, there's a diagnosis now called Fragile X. Did you hear that? Yeah, you kind of cut out okay, for a minute sorry there. About that. Did you get a phone I call, did. I'm so popular. You are. You're high in demand, lady. <laughs> it's the same person. <laughs> um, sorry about that. So I don't know how to turn all that off. Uh, so we'll just keep going and hope that um, we're, we're uh, not very yeah, we're not. savvy. <laughs> so my dad, um, so I told my mom about it. And boy, it was a it was hard to process and swallow that information. Right. Like, what is fragile X? What is this genetic thing? Like, nothing. We're so healthy. Nothing. We've never had to worry about anything like this. No disease. Nothing in our family. Um, and then, uh, of course, I have a sister. I had to tell her. And you know what? Not every family member wants to hear this. Not every family member is ready to swallow the truth. And that's okay. That's totally fine because... It is hard to swallow, and I just you just have to give people grace, and you have to accept where they're at with it, um, and everybody's yeah. going to respond differently to it. So um, I let my uh, cousins know on my dad's side, and everybody just embraced it, you know, and, yeah. and, and now everybody knows all about fragile X because that's all I do is talk about it. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a 
I guess you could call a fierce advocate for awareness and spreading the news about Fragile X because really what I feel like is I need to pave the road ahead for our son and let people know what it is and how he can be helped, you know, because there are learning difficulties and some behavior challenges that come with Fragile X. It's all packaged together. And so when people know about it and how to, you know, respond to it, it really helps everybody out. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. So I think that's a reason behind this podcast, too, is for us to come together and really share our information that we know in our stories um, to hopefully help those that are really searching for answers. So. Absolutely. Um, so I want to touch a little bit on kind of those feelings that we felt as mothers who are also carriers um, of Fragile X, knowing that, you know, we passed on our X chromosome with this mutation on it to our children who then are kind of, you know, more affected by it than even we are. Um I I know myself personally just feeling like overwhelming grief and guilt. Um, and I don't know if that's something that you also experienced at the time that you, I mean, after you had learned about really what it is and what it means, what were your feelings? How did you process? Well, I think that, it was just a lot to digest. It took a while. Um, nobody's ready to hear that news. And it just, it probably took a year or two to really embrace it and feel comfortable with it um, and let it become part of my life, uh, being a carrier. There was a lot of guilt, like, um, the same when I told my dad, um, he was declining from, you know, the old label Parkinson's new label, uh, fragile X tremor taxi syndrome. So his speech wasn't quite where it was before. Um, so it was hard for him to articulate how he felt, but he didn't have to say much. He, he cried on the phone and he wanted mm -hmm. me to know he was sorry, just, how I felt to Nathan, you know, it, it just, the, the emotion behind all that, like, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not anybody's fault. It's our genetics and, right. you know, um, our maker is in control, but we also need to realize that there's a reason <laughs> there's purpose in it. And we have to kind of see the silver lining in it and okay. So I carry this gene. I've passed it to my son. There are going to be challenges in life yeah. and I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, for those of you that are listening, that could possibly be brand new to this diagnosis. Um, just know that that first year really, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. You have to really take the time to like heal 
and accept the diagnosis because um, it is life changing. It completely changes um, what you thought your life was going to be like, what you thought your children's lives right. were going to be like. So um, it's very overwhelming. Um, I guess if you could give someone advice about, you know, someone who's just received their diagnosis news, like what would you say to them? Let yourself cry. Let yourself feel all the stages of grief. Don't deny it. Um, it is what it is. I know that's hard to say and hear, um, but you are not alone. There are, oh, help me out, Caitlin. I don't have the um, the numbers, the statistics, <laughs> but one in 4,000 women, is that right? Are carriers? Oh, shoot. I'm not I'll sure. Look exactly. I'll look it up before this podcast is over. I'm going to the computer now. But um, you're not <laughs> alone. There are so many people in our country and around the world that live with Fragile X either as a carrier and or has um, the Fragile X full mutation, the Fragile X syndrome. There are and there, there we are go. carriers that also have early menopause from being a carrier. Yeah. So that is a whole nother topic for another podcast, which we will cover. Definitely. Um, I just pulled up the fact sheet from the National Fragile X Foundation, and it looks like there are 1.5 million carriers in the U.S. alone and uh, 100,000 with Fragile X syndrome. Just in the United States. Yeah, just in the United States. So, yeah, um, and the National Fragile X Foundation is uh, for the United States. And then there are also um, other support networks in other countries, which if you go to FragileX.org, you will see that. You can do your, um, your research. You can kind of uh, go all through that website and look things up. Um, it's amazing how much information they have in there. Um, yeah. It's a wealth yeah. of information. I've definitely used that website yeah. a lot over the oh, years. And I'll, <laughs> let's put a plug in for the uh, upcoming conference, which is going to be virtual because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so yeah. go to FragileX.org and you can register for the upcoming uh, virtual conference. And that will be held in partial is in uh, May, June and July. So July is the month for Fragile X awareness across the country. So um, that's why they do it in the summertime. Um, well, for those of you who are just learning about Fragile X or are new to it, um, hopefully our stories have, um, have connected with you somehow or um, given you some hope. I know, I know Fragile X is really scary at first. There's a lot that comes along with it, um, not just for your children, but for yourself as well. Um, but just know that there are a lot of people out there who get it, who understand it. And there's also a lot of really positive things about Fragile X too. Um, my boys are just hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so sweet and empathetic and affectionate. And um, they have so many strengths yes. that just are highlighted every day. Um, I'm so blown away by 
them every day just what they accomplish based on what you know what is working against what they're working against fighting their own biology and it just blows my yep. blows my mind yep. so um, they're so stoic they really are they're funny they um they have quite the sense of humor they have an incredible memory and they have yes. incredible potential they can learn we have to we have they to do. teach them we have to teach them and we have to take a little extra uh, time and energy and commitment and we have to be patient, yep. but they can learn, they can learn anything. So. Yeah. And that's a whole other podcast yep. too, is the fragile. Yeah. So style. stay tuned <laughs> and keep, keep uh, tuned in to our, our future topics. Cause you never know what we're going to talk about. We're off the cuff. <laughs> yes okay and you can always connect with us too through our various um pages facebook instagram if there's anything you want to hear about um shoot us a message and we'd love to talk about it so um thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time thanks everybody thanks Thank michelle you, okay bye everyone